just sent Kevin a request now. We Kevin, did it. what's yeah. going on? <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Listen, man, IG wasn't going to defeat us, man. Yeah, I was like, come on, you got to let R&B live. <laughs> come on, man, let him live. <laughs> what's going on, Kev? I can't complain, man. Cool. We have some people in here right now. I just want to let everyone know, like, if you haven't heard Kevin's music, go check out Audacity Volume 1. This is this is our guy. We met him like a couple of years back, and just to yeah. see his growth and progression throughout the years, it's it's a beautiful thing. Puts out great music, so check it out. But, Kevin, it's crazy times right now. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's yeah. an understatement for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just making sure, you know, I want to make sure everybody's cool, make sure everybody's safe during this time. You know what I mean? Checking up on, you know, your family and all that. Just staying close. You know what I mean? Staying mm -hmm. close-knit while keeping social distancing. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so let's <laughs> yeah. get started on this interview here. Of course, you dropped Audacity Volume 1 a couple months back. Yeah. First independent project. So I got to ask, um, what has it been like to be an independent artist now that the album is out? Um. Well, it's, it's an EP, but... Um, yeah, you're right, yeah. We're, yeah, we're breaking it up into two pieces and then putting it together as a whole album. But um, it feels great as an independent artist putting out a project on my own. You know, you reduce a lot of the cooks in the kitchen and um, you, you really get straight to the art of it. You know what I mean? Like really, you know, taking a lot of the ideas that I had as far as like how I wanted to push the genre, how, to, how I wanted to push myself, you know, musically and kind of break the box that I was in. I think that people had thought that they kind of had me pegged um, as an artist and what I wanted to kind of explore within Audacity is the many facets of not only myself as an artist but where R&B the genre can go and it still be called R&B you know what I mean so right. so you know going independent I know you had some things in mind of what it was going to be like it was going to probably be more money out of your own pockets yeah less yeah. resources for you you know more you, ha you would have to rely on yourself and your team more yeah. but what are some things that you've learned throughout this process that maybe you didn't know before about the independent route? I think the art of delegation is, is important. Like with anything that you do, like if you got more than one person besides yourself that is working towards a goal or a vision that you have, you want to make sure that you are precise about the things that you want for them to do, your expectation. You set that early on and then you continue to you know, feed them. You continue to nourish them with positivity, with encouragement. Um, you hold them accountable as they hold you accountable. And I think that's one of the biggest things is because I was so used to, um, you know, either having to do everything by myself or when I handed over a product, then it was over to the big machine and then they did the rest of the legwork. And when you're doing it independent, you see it every step of the way. And so for me, it was just like delegating my time, delegating people that believed in me, that were a part of my team, um, different things that I hadn't experienced, you know, on a on a major label and just as a as an artist. Now I'm a budding businessman, and so um, you know, you you learn to adapt, and that's that's one of the biggest things that I'm that I've learned and that I'm still learning. You know what I mean? So it don't right. Stop. You know, like you mentioned, part one is out, part two yeah. is set to come out date to be announced still but yeah. as a yeah. as a label owner and and a businessman as well as an artist how do you know when it's time to transition from part one to part two is there a science behind that no, honestly i mean you know just taking into consideration everything that's going on now you know um 
one of the biggest things that I really love to do when I when I do work a project is to make sure that I go into certain markets, do television, do radio, make sure I shake hands and really like, you know, physically hand to hand <clears throat> work my record and make people believers one person at a time. And I think that that is a very like old fashioned method. But I think that it works for me because that's how I kind of started out was that like, you know, they put me into kind of a more old fashioned method and it proved right. to work out a lot more. So for me, I can't touch the people. And it just seems like a lot of new music is just, you know, it is not it's not receiving um, the kind of attention or the kind of uh, bandwidth um, that it may deserve. You know what I mean? As far as like right now. So it seems like people are looking for catalog stuff, things that they right. are used to things that make them feel comfortable and assured and I understand that and so you know I wanted to roll out um, the interim series and so right. you know, it's pretty much like a plethora of covers and then we're going to have a couple of originals in there as well but I just felt like I had recordings that were timely and I was like man like you know why don't I just put this out I'm independent now you know why not <laughs> and if I can make someone feel good um, just one person you know I'm doing my job and I'm, I'm using my gift and I'm, I'm being of service to people when they need artists to speak the most, you know, beyond right. beyond uh, stats, but just, you know, being there for humanity and doing my part. Right. You know, the one thing that I've kind of learned throughout this whole quarantine process is, like you said, you go back and you listen to what's familiar, what feels yeah. good. And I find myself going back to the Cruise EP. Yeah. And that EP, man. Crazy. And then that prototype cover, I love that cover. Just talk about the creation of that cover. Um, I did that cover uh, as a part of, I think it was, I created a series that I never put out called Inspired By. And okay. um, I did, I did prototype. I did like maybe like three other like uh, Love Below songs from Andre yeah. 3000. I did uh, four covers of like Lauren Hill. So like, mm -hmm. Uh, nothing even matters with uh, Curvy is coming oh, out wow. tomorrow, so that's included in that. Um, nice. And I think I did like four John Mayer covers in that, so I did like a body of work, um, just right. because, just because I can. You know, I got my I got my studio with me all the time, so yeah. that was that was really a, a cool thing. But um, be yeah, a prototype like I did that back in 2016, and so um, by the time that I was putting together Drive, I was like, dang, like. I really want to put together an EP that makes it feel like you're cruising from dust to dawn. You know what I mean? Right. And um, or dawn to dust, you know, whatever. But <laughs> you know, I, I think that um, it was really just a vibe. I really wanted to catch a feel, and I really wanted to kind of catch the attention off of the hills of audacity. I don't know why I say audacity. <laughs> uh, the awakening. Uh, right. I, I wanted to. I really wanted to, like, you know, continue that momentum and put out something that I knew that would add on to, you know, the energy that was on The Awakening about, you know, giving it kind of a, a new feel. Cruise was on there, Prototype, and Prototype really took off. I was surprised, honestly. I thought it yeah. felt good. I just didn't know. I didn't know how everybody else was going to take it, but I'm glad that people liked it, for sure. Yeah, love that record. And, you know, aside from us being some of your biggest fans, because some of your biggest supporters, one that we all learned recently was Magoo from Timbaland and Magoo. He's like the biggest <laughs> yeah. Kevin Ross fan out there. <laughs> so shout out to Magoo. But, uh, you know, you came into the industry fairly young, but you've always written songs that, you know, capture both the urban AC crowd as well as the younger crowd. What's the art to that? Um, just being an old soul. 
to be honest. Right. Um, I, I think I think it's a tribute to my parents, like them playing like old school music in the house, and you know just catching that vibe early on, and then it mm -hmm. just stayed with me. Like that music really made me feel a certain kind of way, and so as I grew up, I always wanted to like implement that into you know this generation and in my own way, and so I think that sometimes with that uh, being said, that it kind of puts me like left of center. Or right of center, but um, you know, it's cool. Like it's it's a part of me. I don't right. deny it. I'm not ashamed of it. I ain't afraid of it. Uh, anybody right. who knows me, like that's just a part of my DNA. Like my mashups, you know, they all pay tribute to you know great artists of the '90s and the 2000s and even of the '70s and stuff like that. So um, I will always continue to do that uh, because I love music. I love R&B. I love soul. And um, yeah. It's just a part of it. <laughs> so last time around when The Awakening came out, we uh, we took credit for you deciding to go with Don't Go as your next <laughs> single. That's We're still going with that. I hope everyone loved that song. But yeah, uh, yes. I'm on record now. Your next single should be on you. Hesitate to pull up on the three-three. Uh, ain't that you want it? I can pull up on you with lady. Uh, we can start a rubber, baby. Got the lucky jet lady. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Let it seem like you ready. I'm coming get it. Soon as I go and turn the lights. Oh, yeah. Hey, lips. Oh, yeah. Tongue. Oh, yeah. Tripping. Oh, yeah. Cream. Oh, yeah. Make me scream. Oh, yeah. Legs. Oh, yeah. Set. Hey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I love, I love that record. Um, I, yeah, it's a, it's a bop, and that's one of the things that I was very intentional about about the whole project of Audacity was like we need to have bops on there, um, yep. and that no matter what record it is, it needs to have kind of a heart to it. You know what I mean? Even like when yeah. we playing the keys on it, it started that way. It started very like bare rooted. I, I always wanted to be musical, whatever I do, whether it's a bop, whether it's switching sides, no matter what it was, that it had a level of musicality. So I'm glad that you like Anya. Um, yep. <laughs> I know that uh, my team is like, we should do a video for Anya. Yep. So, um, <laughs> so team, if you're listening, yeah, we hear you. You guys, you know, you know, I got so they said it, they stamped Don't Go, and, and y'all were right. Don't Go was, was the record that was after um, Long Song Away. But truth be told, here's what happened, is that, you know, they didn't want to spend no more money with Don't right. So they organically let Don't Go um, hit top 15 at Urban AC Radio. And they was just like, well, you know, we th this is all we want to spend on. My bad, sorry. Uh, right. You know, this... this <laughs> <laughs> okay. This, you know, this is all that, that we want to spend for... Um, you know, for, for, for the run of it. And so, but that being said, um, you know, they, they took it and did whatever they wanted with it. But I think the people responded and they enjoyed it. It shows within the streams that um, it's just as popular as Long Song Away. It was a great follow-up. And I think that, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with the right kind of uh, promotion and awareness, and, and if I had the funds back then, I would have promoted it <clears throat> myself. Right. Or if, I, if I knew the game a little bit more, to say how much money did I actually need in order to take it 
number one, so I can have two number ones under my belt, I would have did that and, you know, and pay for it myself because now I know. I know the game now as far as, like, how to work radio and, and, and how to invest inside of it. So. Right. Awesome. And, Kevin, we're about to have Carl Thomas on the next Instagram Live hey! series we have. And you guys have something in common. You guys yeah. all work with yeah. Troy Taylor. Troy and uh, Troy used to tell me stories about how – he would be really harsh on Carl in the studio trying to get those vocals right. Yeah. Do you have a Troy Taylor story like that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, man. Damn. I got I got so many Troy Taylor stories, man. I don't I don't really think I could <laughs> I don't really think I can narrow down one. Okay, I will say this. Um so Troy was really, really influential with uh Trey's What's Best for You. And yeah. so <clears throat> me and um uh, uh, an amazing writer by the name of E Miles, writer and producer. Um, by the name of E. Miles, um, we were in the studio and we were writing to the What's Best For Me track. And like the original versions, it just didn't have that same feel. Like, right. and we were going in a whole different direction. And he was just like, no, 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 stop, stop. And so, <laughs> you know, you know if, if anyone knows Troy, you know that he's very, very animated. He has a lot of like, just unique antics that make him Troy Taylor. And so um, he had had kind of like the beginning of the melody. I only want yeah. Right, so we were like, all right, cool, let's put some lyrics to it. And then it was a flow from there. So by the time mm -hmm. we hit the verse, we was off to the race. We wrote the record in like 30 minutes or something like that. And so when he had, like, when, when he played it back, he started jumping up and down in the studio. He's like, oh, my God, <laughs> Right now, right? So he's doing all that. And I was like, God damn, I ain't never seen him excited about a record like this. Like I've like I known that cat what for like five years prior. I had never seen him bounce like all around the studio. Like he was just <laughs> so excited to nail this record. Um, but it was it was a great feeling to to be a part of it, uh, to 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 know that because people keep, you know, they they forget that like not only is Troy Taylor a producer, he's a writer first, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, he's he's the OG of the, you know, uh, 100 percenters and him studying babyface and, you know, all yeah. of these great people. And so he was that guy. And I remember having conversations with him where he, he felt like he didn't want to, he felt like he didn't want to write, you know? He mm -hmm. always just wanted to kind of stick with production. I'm like, man, like, why don't you write? Why don't you do the both? He was like, man... Once I get back into it, man, it's gonna be over for all y'all. <laughs> but um, I think you know, I think that excitement was attached to the fact that he was a part of the writing process, and he, right. he was very influential in the writing process of what's best for you. And mm -hmm. um, to watch it come together and allow for it to manifest, I think it was a beautiful moment for him, and it was a beautiful moment for Ian Miles to experience and to laugh at his ass as he was doing all that. So. Uh, right. The plus everybody. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then finally, Kevin. A lot of people in this chat are are the song covers because we we love your cover videos, your your acapella videos. Yeah. Um, just tell us what's coming up next for you. Um, nothing even matters featuring Kirby. Kirby is an amazing artist. Um, if you don't yep. know her music, make sure you check her out. Kirby. It's just Kirby. It's just Kirby. That's how dope she is. You go by Kirby. Um. I went to school with her. Uh, we went to Berkeley together. She's an amazing writer. Wrote some amazing records for Kanye to 
Beyonce, to God knows everybody. And now she's, mm. she has a, a new record called Sis that's out. And so, uh, ironically, we actually dropped the same day, uh, January 31st. So we had Nothing Even Matters already in the can. So it's like, you know, let's, let's make it make sense. So got on the phone. I was like, is it cool? You know, if we drop this, she was like, bet, let's do it. Let's make it happen. So Nothing Even Matters tomorrow comes out literally at midnight. Nothing Even Matters featuring Kirby. It's a vibe. It feels great. I think you guys are going to love it. It's a great rendition. Um, and then just more from the interim series. And then Audacity Volume 2 is un underway as it pertains to uh, once we're out of COVID. Like, it's ready. It's ready to go. Right. <laughs> and I just want it out to the people. I really want to shoot a video for the, for the lead single from off of it. And, um, but it's ready to go. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for y'all to hear just the, the, the freshness, especially yeah. the single. I think it's, I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be received well. Nice. Well, <laughs> Kevin, like I told everyone earlier, check out Kevin's music, Audacity Volume 1, yeah. The Awakening, all that music and everything else to come. Kev, you know you've got our support forever. Love everything you're putting us. Just keep it up. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Take care.